Blog Talk Radio. Bad lady, you gon' hurt your back. Dragging on a mess like that. I guess nobody ever told you. switch it up a little bit today for our Tell the Truth Tuesday show on Wednesday, which is technically um, the Wednesday, December 4th. So um, I'm back recently from the trip, and uh, I went down to Florida, and my little cousin got married. So we knew about this, like, probably years ago that this was going to happen when she moved to Florida, met her wonderful husband. Antonio, so we knew last year, and I spoke about this on the show, that my little cousin was getting married, which is why I went down there. The whole situation I talked about with the cowboy boots, remember, with the ex that, like, left when I ended up paying for him myself, this whole situation. So my family, we, we, you know, worked, and we did everything we needed to do, and we got down there, and she was getting married in Plant City, so she was married at a beautiful uh, ranch out there, farm, really, in Plant City, Beautifully done. It looked very picturesque. It was, it almost looked like you were in the bayou in New Orleans, in Louisiana. So today's show um, is called um, Love and Lessons, right? Lessons in Love. Because of the fact that, so when you see young people getting married and they're falling in love, and even my own teenage son, you know, um, you're so filled with hope. Right, because you, as an old bitch <laughs> or as an older gentleman you know of of experience, know how shit really goes down, right, so the wedding is not the same thing as the marriage, the marriage is the actual work, but the marriage is the thing that yields your family, right, so you have in a wedding you have two separate sides of family coming together, vowing to make sure that you're going to be present whether it's an auntie, an uncle, whomever, to make sure that this marriage is successful. So I had a conversation with the brother of the groom, and my little cousin is technically my god sister. She's an only child, but she is the same age as my sister. She's a year older than my sister, my little sister, who y'all know is 27, and I'm older as fuck. So I had a conversation with her <clears throat> her the uh, her brother-in-law, right? And we were talking, and he's very, you know, he was very clear that nothing was going to happen in their marriage, that they were going to always be fine. And I'm thinking to myself, how long have you been married, if you're married at all? Because that's not how life works. So uh, my little cousin's uh, husband, because they're in Hawaii right now, is a principal. 
and she is a teacher. She's got her master's. He's got his master's. He loves the kids, but his original passion was medicine. So apparently he's going to go back to try to become a doctor. Sir, this is hard work is what I'm telling the brother. And you're going to need to be there financially, spiritually, um, just brotherly. You're going to need to be there for these kids, I call them, right, because things are going to happen. Then the babies come. And then, you know, because my mom used to tell me God doesn't care what you want, right? So when I got pregnant, I literally was fresh in my marriage. Like, we're not even 60 days married and I'm pregnant. It's just, you know, that's my son, my beautiful son. So the love that I had for my husband when I first married him was not the same love that I had when we divorced, and there's a reason for that, right? So you can be sanctioned, you can be whatever you want to be within a relationship, but if you don't grow, your relationship will not work. It won't work. People cannot be fixed in their ways in a marriage because now you have another person that you have to take care of. So one of the things that gave me a little bit of hope was a conversation that I had with my little cousin Maya, who just had um, a baby. You didn't see her baby on my page. Um, The baby that I'm holding is actually my cousin Steven's baby that lives on Jersey, him and his um, beautiful wife, Dina, who works with uh, Essence Magazine. But But the other baby is JL, so they're around the same age. So my little cousin Maya has JL with her significant other, and we were talking, we're looking at Elena, and she's beautiful. She's named after my mom, and I'm named after her mom. That's how close our families are. So Maya looks at me, and we're talking, and she says, yeah, I knew that Antonio was the one because my cousin was saying, she says, I'm just so obsessed with him. right? And I know that to some of you that sounds very unhealthy, but it's not. When you love somebody, you should be a little, if not a lot, obsessed with them. So that actually made me happy to hear. And you can look at him and tell that he is equally as obsessed with her. And this wasn't no $4.52 wedding. They spent some money. Okay, so you got people out here spending money and doing all this stuff. You want to make sure that what you have chosen is proper. And I pulled him to the side and I said, dang, Antonio, you know, you didn't let my baby get down to Florida, but I don't even think she was down there a year in Miami. And he snatched her up because she's beautiful. She's smart and beautiful, just spoiled, just across the board. And um, he said, nah. (laughs) He said, I wasn't letting her go nowhere. You understand what I'm saying? I like to hear that because that means that you will fight for your relationship. Because the same thing that had you two obsessed in the beginning, and they've been together for years, so this is not like, you know, where my situation, I met my husband, and we were married three months later, and then like three months after that, we moved to a new city where we didn't really have any friends. It's just, it's a different vibe, right? So I hear that, and my, my little cousin is so laid back, and so demure, that like, to just even see her you know, sitting in the chair, getting the garter belt taken off, is because she's so shy, right? And he really brings that out of her, where you could tell she felt comfortable, she's around family. We're a little bit ratchet, but that's okay. You know, he comes from a church-going family. doesn't matter. They love each other, and you see it. And so I wrote in the card, I said, you know, our grandmother used to have this saying, and she said, you know, love is a choice. And people always say, like, that's not true. And I'm like, no, it is. It is true. And I'm going to tell you why I know this to be true. 
My grandmother told me that every day, some days she didn't love my granddaddy. Some days she couldn't stand him. She said, but I always chose him. She said, so I didn't choose to go tell my problems to somebody else. I didn't choose to go be with another man. She said, I chose my husband every single day, even on the days that I didn't like him. She always loved him, but even on the days that he was unbearable or that he was getting on her nerves or she wanted to knock his head with a, you know, a cast iron skillet, even on those days, she still had to choose him. And I think what happens in a lot of relationships, which is why after hearing the obsession comment, which made my heart totally sing and smile, because love will do that to you, right? Love will have you literally obsessed with someone. And so I get into these conversations with women, right, who, you know, and and even men, you know, I'm hearing a lot of men neglected in their relationships. Now, a lot of men are punks, right, and a lot of men will not go to their woman and say, listen, I'm unhappy. Listen, and listen, ladies, let me tell you something. It's not always because of sex. 100% across the board, it's definitely not always because of sex, when I first met her, she was doing this. And it's not always because of your looks. It's not always because of your looks, I promise you. I hear more men tell me that this one don't listen to him or that one doesn't encourage him or this one, you know, verbally assaults him and tells him he's a dumbass nigga, a dumb motherfucker or shit like that. Okay, for no reason. Now, I'll call you a stupid motherfucker if there's a reason. Right? Like if I haven't, you know, if you asked me a question, I gave you the formula, the antidote, everything that you needed to do, and you still managed to fuck it up, yeah, I might call you a stupid motherfucker, but I'm, am I going to just wake up in the morning and be like, you know, you're a stupid motherfucker, like just on some verbally abusive type shit? No. So I, I sit and I talk with men and I talk with men, women because we are in places right now, especially at a certain age where we don't give a fuck about getting married anymore, and that's sad, right? So I I uttered out of my mouth, because lately my words have been so powerful that any little thing I say is just coming to fruition, right? So, you know, the gods are like, oh, word, you don't want to get married? Cool, I'm going to put you in a situation where that's not going to happen. Anyway, oh, okay, so you don't want to get married, but you want to have a partnership. You know what? I'm going to give you the partnership that you wanted. And we're going to see how you fare with that, Denise, and the love is missing. So there's this misconception that I'm this mean, angry, crazy person, right? That's not true. The problem is, is that I love obsessively the man that I'm with for years, like decades. I don't have short-term relationships because I'm a long-term bitch. That's what I do. If I touch it, it's mine. So I don't really care, like, what you need to do or what you need to figure out how you're going to make sure that I'm happy because I'm already a happy motherfucker. You better figure out how you're going to be available to me because now I'm obsessed with you. And I don't mean obsessed and like a, I'm stalking you or, or, or anything like that. Obsessed meaning I want to touch you all the time. I want to hug you all the time. I want to hold you all the time. I want to feed you all the time. I want to have sex with you all the time. Like, that's how I am. So that's why when I hear women that are like, oh, I haven't had sex with him in three months. Bitch, how? Is he ugly to you? Because I couldn't have my dude... If I'm dating someone, like, just sitting next to me and we're just, like, that's probably why I'm shallow and I never, sex has never been an issue in any of my relationships. If you ask any of my ex, they're like, oh, no, no, that wasn't the issue. No, nah, no, nah, we were straight there. It was just because she did this or she, you know, shit like that. It was not, my, my, my relationship issues are never because I wasn't feeding you every day. I slept with my husband up until the day we got divorced. Literally because in my mind, based on what y'all Bible say, that was my wifely duty to do. My ex-husband was a Scorpio. 
So there's a this misconception that Scorpio men are just whores and they're just completely sexual. That's not true. Scorpio men show love through sex. So if you reject them, that really hurts their fucking feelings. Like if you reject them on any level, they're just like, bitch, how could you? You know, because Scorpios are equally as obsessive because they're a water sign. Now, a Sagittarius, that's a fucking whore. A male Sagittarius, that's a whore across the board. You ain't going to find no more deceptive whore than a Sagittarius, and I should know because I've had two. Okay, back to back at that. Literally, it's, it's almost as if the universe put another situation in my lap, almost identical to it, to say, you said that you're over this one. Let me send you the exact same situation wrapped up in a gold glittery lame bow and see if you take the bait. And I did, like a fucking dumbass. So now, right, you're in the obsessive phase of your relationship. You have to choose every single day to be equally obsessed with this person. So even if they're gaining weight, because you start gaining weight and I'm cooking for you, bitch, we back on lettuce. <laughs> we back on lettuce and legumes. We're back on beans and salads. That's what you're going to fucking eat, okay? But at, the same, but at the same token, I don't take offense if my man tells me, like, yo, I see you getting a little Teletubby joint in the front. You need to fucking handle that and take care of it. Because I was married to an athlete, so I don't take offense to that because that's not how you met me. So I get it. So love for people looks very different. Love to me means security. It means I'm safe, right, because I'm a cancer, right? So it means that for me, love means, and, and I said this, I said my love language is money. So if you can't take care of me, and I don't mean like across the board, like I don't want to work and shit like that, I'm going to always work. I'm going to be 87 years old and I'm going to still be working. But I think that love for me means that we are financially sound. It means that we can take a five-day vacation to Florida to go to my cousin's wedding and throw some money in her cash shop and, you know, have all the dresses and the gowns and just everything that we needed to do. That, to me, is love. Wealth in our relationship is love. It's love to me if a man is making sure that I don't need or want for anything, right? So, I've been, like I tell you all the time, just because it ended horribly does not mean that they didn't take care of me within the relationship. So I've never really had a man that didn't love me. I, I, don't, I don't really even know what that looks like. And so I used to get very offended because, and this is a, another thing, women, we have to understand. The way that you need to be loved has to be communicated Okay, somewhere throughout the relationship, because if it's not, the way that they show love is going to be quite different sometimes than the way that you receive it. Okay, so I show love by being available. Okay, that's one of the things that I do, especially for men that are used to inconsistencies in relationships, love, whatever, right? So I'm the consistent bitch. I'm the bitch that will... You know, hey, you, you need me to be here, I'll be there. You know, you call me at this time, you call me at that time, we're good. I always pick up the phone because I don't date, right? So haven't dated in over a year now. So I'm always picking up the phone. You, you, literally my phone is attached to my hip because I have, like, three people that call me. My child, like, one of my best friends, and then, you know, whatever male suitor I'm dealing with at the time, which is nobody. So, like, my, my business partner calls me or, like, doesn't, like, text. But other than that, I really don't have a Rolodex. So 
my thing is, is that the way that I show love is feeding you, fucking you, and straight consistency. That's it. I love buying gifts. I love doing little surprises because with men, they're not that hard. Y'all are abusing the shit out of these men. Y'all are out here, like, asking for $1,000 worth of shit for Christmas and then go get this motherfucker a sweatshirt that say King on it. Girl, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And, that, and, to, and the reason I say that is because I have brothers and I have a son. I wish the fuck my son at any age would go out and drop $1,000 on one of your motherfucking daughters and come home with a motherfucking sweatshirt that says King on it. Or a fucking, like, some type of fitted cap or some hair care products. And listen, I get it. It's the thought that counts. But don't ever, ever ask anybody for anything that you are not willing to reciprocate. Right? Don't fucking do that. So, like, if it do, first of all, men don't ask me for money. That's just across the board, uh, up and down. Right? And nine out of ten times, they don't usually ask me what I want for a gift. They know that it's going to be some extravagant. They may ask me just to humor themselves, like, is there anything that you want? And I always say, <coughs> my gifts are things like, I don't like to buy myself perfume. I don't know why. I'm just very offended by this fact. And shout out to Chris Classic. Um, I got my email because Chris Classic owns a perfume, a parfume. Uh, cologne brand for men called Savoir Faire. And he has three fragrances right now, I believe. And if you go on SavoirFaire.com um, or you can follow him on Instagram at Chris Classic, he's amazing. He did, like I, t- I told you guys before, he did a lot of the soundtracks and the rap music for um, the WWE, um, for the Transformers. He won a Grammy for Alvin and the Chipmunks, and then he got into the fragrance business. So I got my email the other day that something I didn't even order is coming in the mail, so I know that he's sending me something for my son and I because it's a great unisex cologne. So he has Soul Cafe, he has Savoir Faire Noir, and then he has the original Savoir Faire. So I just find it very offensive to buy myself perfume. And I'm an old bitch, so I like shit like Chanel Number no. 25, or I'm sorry, Chanel 22, which they barely even make anymore, and Chanel Number no. 5. Those are my two favorites. Then I like Donna Karen, the cashmere mist, the big joint, because you may as well just spend the hunter and get the big joint. I like all the, what is the brand, Bond, New York City, like the, the ones with the pretty bottles. And then, of course, I like the Creed. Of course, I like Tom Ford. I just find it very offensive if I have to fucking buy them myself. I really just don't like it, right? Um, I don't like to buy my own jewelry. I have a shit ton of jewelry. I just, I don't like to buy it. But now I have all these loose stones, right? So love for me is somebody saying, you know what, I know you wanted a nameplate because you never had one. That sounds really fucking stupid, right? Because this is the type of shit that I do, right? You want a nameplate or a name ring, right? I want the nameplate because I never had one, and that's why. Because it was just always too ghetto. And now I kind of just want it as like a novelty item. But I will also wear that with the Cartier bangles that I got, with the love bangle that I got that you have to put the fucking screwdriver to get the damn bracelet on, you know, the love bracelet. So this is the type of shit I do. I'm like a mixed mangle between vintage Versace, thrift store to, to you know, Fitz Plaza. It just really all depends. So love for me looks like someone saying, you know what, Denise, I'm not cheating on you and I'm not sleeping with other women. So your body is safe. Okay. Love to me looks like not even did you eat today because niggas don't care if you ate. Okay. But do you want to go get something to eat? Okay. 
love for me looks like, you know what, I got it. Don't worry about it. Love for me looks like knowing that if I was, like, broke down on the side of the road somewhere, um, that I could call you and you're going to be make yourself available to me. And if you're not available to me, you're going to send somebody to come do it. And I was reading today, um, G. Herbo, so these are just all young people, but I think his baby's mom, Ari, is a beautiful girl. She was dating the Gervonta, whatever his name is. He's a boxer or whatever. But we watched her in these in this relationship where she was a straight-up nutbag, and I cringe because I feel like I used to act like that in relationships, like where I would get a little drink in me and then I'm dancing, knowing that my man is crazy, right, and I'm dancing on him, and then he's like, sit down, and I'm just loud. You're talking about like way back like in my 20s. And then they would like whoop my ass because I'd be like, oh, don't tell me what to do. Like, you know, making scenes, just being a fucking bitch, really. Just being an asshole, just being loud, just being drunk, just being 20-something, right? And I watch her and I'm like, oh, I just know I used to act like that. And so today she said something that was pretty disturbing. Well, it wasn't disturbing to me because I got what she meant, but a lot of people, because we're trying to teach our children about toxic traits and toxic relationships, and she says, listen, she goes, I like me a hood dude. And she was like, you know, I, I like to know that if I tell a motherfucker, and I said this before, I say the same thing. I need to be able to tell a motherfucker, don't make me call my people, my dude, and he'll come here and air this whole motherfucker out, and then everybody going to be crying. I've said shit like that before I meant it, right? Because one thing people don't do, they listen, I done had dudes cheat on me a 100 times a day, whatever, whatever. For whatever reason, I'm the one they did not play about. They'll air a whole Walmart, Wegmans, they don't care. They'll air it all the way out for me, okay? But I, I don't put my men in situations like that anymore because it's unhealthy, bail money is high, people out on probation and parole and whatever. So Ari says in this tweet, she says, I mean, I feel like if you're not threatening to kill me, do you even love me? And it's crazy because I used to be the same fucking way. Like, it is very normal, and I wrote about this in my book, Daniel Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mess, on Amazon and Kindle, that especially in our culture in the 716, and I'm sure it's like that in the South, I'm sure it's like that in, you know, Oaktown and all that other stuff on the West Coast, but especially here, we grew up fighting our men. Like, it was very normal to see, like, three, four women slap boxing with their men in various clubs, in Buffalo, in Niagara Falls, in southern Ontario, because we just used to, I literally wrote this in the book that I used to just be like, if you were not trying to fight me, like, you don't care about me at all. So I would do shit to provoke these fights. And now here's, here's, here's some tricky shit, right? Watch this. You do know that there are men that do that too. And they do that because of neglect. Now, in my situation, I watched abusive relationships in my own home play out. So for me to see it, it was not not normal, right? And then after you get beat up or after you stop fighting with your man, you go and you're going to buy a new car or you're going to go get, like, that's a t that was very normal, right? Not just for me, my mother too. So as you get older and you learn that those behaviors are unhealthy, right, and you're getting broken femurs and busted out teeth, and now it's starting to fuck with your beauty. It's starting to fuck with your money. You know, I see girls nowadays that, like, really went through it. You know, they started getting on drugs to escape the pain and shit like that, or they've graduated to stabbing y'all, or they've graduated to shooting y'all, because bitches ain't playing no more, okay? 
So now, you know, you have men that because they're so used to crazy women or whatever, or they had a crazy mom or whatever, real flip at the mouth, whatever, used to, you know, punch the dad in the face, the dad showed restraint, whatever. Now you have these boys that grew into men that think that unless a broad is, like, mushing you or doing all these things, that she doesn't like you or she doesn't care about you. And then y'all confuse that and call it passion, right? So me being obsessed with a man has nothing to do with passion. It just means that he literally can do no wrong. Like, I don't give a shit what he did. I don't care what he did. I literally am that obsessed with anybody that I'm dealing with, especially sexually, that I'm just like, I really don't care because I know that when I'm with this person, that sounds insane, right? But that's just really how I think. So that's why I had to go sit my fucking ass down for a year because I'm just like, what the, like, what's going on? Like, what, you know what I mean? And I don't ever doubt that anybody cared about me or anybody loved me. I don't ever doubt that. So I think that saves me a lot of tears at night, you know, when I was going through it. But I feel like my cousin's relationship will not be like that. They were raised in love. They were not raised in chaos. They were raised with both their parents, which is a, is a, is a big thing. And they genuinely get each other. And she is supportive. And she is, she is, our grandmother, you know, our, our ancestors' wildest dreams. Like, she is exactly what the family raised her to be, just like I'm exactly what my family raised me to be, okay? And so it made me look at the ideology of love and marriage and weddings and say, marriage is not bad. Marriage is something that necessarily can happen. It can happen at 40. It can happen at 50. It can happen at 100. But because I'm somebody that's always about her paper, marriage to me is also a business to me because I'm not going to invest my time and obsession and, like, being so into someone that is literally depleting me or taking from me and never giving back or that's out here embarrassing the fuck out of me for free. I'm not doing anything for free. And so I watch this dude, his name's Guapo, he's on, um, he's on Instagram, he's at, um, I think, Red Cup Conversations or something like that, and he was talking about, like, seven levels of hoes. So I actually watched this shit thinking, like, well, maybe I'm a hoe, maybe that's why, like, you know what I'm saying, not a hoe in the sense of, like, sexually, because, you know, my numbers ain't up, but just a hoe in the sense of because of the way I think. And so I'm listening to all the different types of hoes, and I'm like, nah, I'm not none of them. So I think what I am is I'm an opportunist, and I'm someone that understands, okay, you want something from me, right? And then when you meet a man, 99% of men will be willing to do anything that you want them to do for them to get whatever it is that they want, right? Now, 90% of men, especially in my 30s, they lead with business because they, they can't figure out how to just come at me straight, like, hey, you look nice, whatever, let me howl at you. And I've actually been the aggressor in situations when somebody was just so goddamn fine that you just like, Yo, I can't, I'm not, I'm just not going to be able to let you walk out the door like that. Let me yell at you real quick. I've sent people to give my number to someone because he was just like, and it was just like this weird, it was like I had seen this person in like 200 AD, like this is like just like our 20th lifetime and we just like recognizing each other from like some other world, like whatever. So when you have the mindset that, 
not just that marriages are pieces of paper or people's unions. It doesn't mean people's unions are insignificant. In my mind, it just means that maybe karmically, not traumatically, because I also have trauma bonds. So a trauma bond is someone that you are in a relationship with or they're in a relationship with you, because y'all know I'm famous for that shit, too. I'm like, oh, no, you talk to me. I don't talk to you. I'm single. You're not. Like, you do what you do, but I'm single. Like, (laughs) I do whatever the fuck I want to do. And what's crazy is a lot of men don't like that statement. I do whatever I want to do. You know why they don't like that statement? Because I think they think the worst when really, what is it that Denise wants to do? Denise just want to be in the house chilling, you know, eating some sea salt fucking popcorn or cooking dinner for her family or doing a show or putting together products. That's all Denise really wants to do. Now, will Denise go get on a plane? Absolutely. Does that mean that somebody paid for it? Not all the time. But obviously, I paid to go down to Florida, and I'm also very proud of myself because one of my trauma bonds is actually in Florida. We talk about him, the Victor Flores character in the book. And I didn't call him. He didn't call me. I didn't remind him, like, hey, I'm in town. I didn't even want to see him. And that, to me, is such a milestone because it's been 12 years of us, like, are you moving here? Are you coming? Like, and it just, you get to a place where you're just like, it's just not going to work because I'm not moving there. And, um, you're a whore, and you have some issues, some mommy issues that you need to deal with, and that's why you're X amount of years old, okay, no kids and never been married, because the same shit that y'all throw at us, we could throw at you. Marriage is not some gold fucking star unless you can make the shit work. No one's jealous of anyone that's married any fucking more because y'all going through fucking hell. You chose the wrong person or you got married because you were manipulated into doing it because somebody was pregnant or because dude was dying. I know a chick let a dude stay on her insurance because he had cancer. Motherfucker was still cheating the whole time he in the hospital in goddamn hospitals and ended up living. And I'm like, see, bitch, you should have divorced this motherfucking ass. You see what I mean? Because me, I don't give a fuck. You want to try to fucking play me and you on my insurance? The door, you can go. Well, he's going to, I don't care, tell that other bitch put him on the insurance. Because shit gets, starts to get real real as you start getting older. And as you start realizing that, hey, I could get sick. Like, look, I was on the plane. I don't know what happened. Took my son to get something to eat. I get off the plane yesterday. My knee, literally, I can't make this shit up. I can hear it pop. And I'm just like, oh, wow, okay, so I can't stand up straight. My back hurts. Yo, we have fucking problems. <laughs> I have to call him a masseuse. You know, we have fucking problems. You know, just two years ago, I'm in the hospital, laid up, getting surgeries because I had tumors. Like, so, you know, I take my health pretty, you know, seriously, which is why it's important for me to feed my man because I'm the person that controls what goes in his mouth. Maybe not what comes out, but what goes in it. So to see my cousin get married and get ready to embark on that journey, it gives you hope. Because they didn't have, like, you know how a lot of us have these, like, little mishaps before we get married, and then it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, may as well. I'm not the may as well get married type of bitch. I'm not. Like, you're not going to treat me poorly. You're not going to be poor. You're not going to not contribute. You're not going to be the man in the relationship. So I watch, um, I don't watch Love and Hip Hop because I just can't because it's just the raggediness, I just can't. And to me, everybody's broke. So I'm just like, why the fuck, I can't watch that. It's just negativity in my mind. 
But I do pay attention to the April Jones, the Little Fizz, and the Omarion situation. Now, I know that they could have never thought that Omarion was just going to let you fuck his baby mom and y'all was bandmates. So people are like, oh, but they haven't been together in years. That's still wrong. So, April, you're just, your whole street cred is done. No one's fucking with you after this because you're a, a, a grimy-ass bitch, right? And if you watch them, them interact with each other, because I pay attention to people, right? April is actually the man in the relationship, you know? Oh, you're not going to feed me? Oh, you're not going to do You shouldn't have to tell nobody, no man, especially not no man that you're fucking, to feed you. You know, like, get a man a minute. And then she's constantly talking about sex, which is very disrespectful to her baby's father, right? Because you're making it seem like he wasn't shit in the bed, and if it was, that's between y'all, right? Then she turns around and says, do you see yourself married to me? And da-da-da. Bitch, I would just bleed out on the ground before I ask a man, could he see himself fucking married to me? Let him say it. And that's where a lot of y'all get confused is because you try to be the man in a relationship. So I act mannish, but I'm definitely not the man in any of my fucking relationships. So what I do is I let them leave, which I know that my little cousin's going to let him leave because he's an excellent leader. He's already the principal of a school, right? So he's leading many as it is as a black man in Florida, which is, a, you know, remarkable within and of itself. So for me, if I let a man lead me, right, and then he leads me down the wrong path, we have to have a conversation, right? Because I'm going to say, now, see, for the last year I let you lead, and look what happened, nothing. Now, if you can just allow me to lead these certain things within our household, then I think that, you know, the result would be better, right? But y'all don't hear me because y'all always want to run shit. I don't want to run shit in my relationship, bitch. I run shit everywhere else. My relationship should be where I get to be feminine, where I get to be a woman, where I get to be female. And that's why y'all don't understand when I pop up in these relationships and they're like, oh, my God, I just, I thought she was a lunatic and I thought she was crazy. No, bitch, because that's a man. He's not going to let nothing happen to me. He ain't going to let you say nothing to me. He ain't going to let you do nothing to me. So I'm good long as I feel safe because y'all know I'm paranoid as fuck. That's why I don't go out. People start getting too flipping at the mouth, and then this one is over here being disrespectful. You know New York men do not care. I don't care if you're from upstate, downstate, across the border, whatever. They don't care. They will look at your woman all up in her whole cipher and, and be like, oh, my bad, man. No, I don't have that type of dude. Never have. I don't care if he's in a business suit. I don't care if he's a farmer. They're not going for that. So, And it's not an insecurity. It's just my men ain't trying to take no type of disrespect from anybody especially not about me. So it caused me to think about some situations that I knew were going on within my own relationships that are non-existent. But one of them was that I had to be challenged to figure out what was a marriage and what was not. And are we going to define marriage by a piece of paper? Which I would say yes, because legally that means that this person has the right to certain things about you that I don't, which is why I don't date married men, right? Never got it, never could, never, not knowingly, right? Because it's just, but then at the same token, I would date someone that wasn't married that perhaps I didn't know they were in a 10-year relationship or a 20-year relationship. And so it caused me to have to think about what I consider a marriage, right, or a bond, and what I don't consider a marriage. Either way, 
you know, I'm always about consequences, right? And I think that a lot of people are out here functioning in relationships without consequence. And so what ends up happening is that in the end, when you get all your consequences at once, now you want to blame everybody else for the shit. So I appreciate the man that goes to his woman and says, listen, I got to talk to you. (laughs) Shit's fucked up. I've never had a man come to me and tell me I was fucking up and I didn't try to fix whatever the fuck was going on, right? Because if you cheat on me, it's not my fault. I did everything you wanted me. This is across the board 100%. Y'all motherfuckers cheat on me because, A, you think I'm stupid and I wouldn't do that to you. I would do exactly that to you, okay? And number two, y'all cheat because motive. Motive and opportunity, those are the two reasons that a motherfucker cheated on me. It ain't because I'm not doing this, I'm not doing my job, I let myself, none of that is the reason. You cheat because you can't. So a lot of women internalize a man cheating when sometimes, right, because some of y'all bitches ain't shit, some of y'all ain't. And I'm not talking about the cook. like I told you, I'm not talking about the cooking and cleaning. I'm talking about just like, are you really in a marriage? Like, what are y'all doing? Are you building anything? Are we having kids? Like, what are y'all doing? That's y'all business, but I'm just saying. Certain shit I don't consider a marriage. Certain shit I consider convenience, right? Me, I don't need the big wedding. I told y'all this before. I would have went gladly to the justice of the peace, got my piece of paper. I probably would have been in a $5,000 dress, Vera Wang, something, Monique Lillier. But I would have also came back, been married a year or two, and for my anniversary party, would have had a big-ass party, suit and tie, everybody would be like, hey, surprise, guess what, y'all, we've been married this whole time. That's the type of shit I want to do. I don't really care to feed y'all so y'all can come watch me be happy for a second time. Right, because my first wedding was, was off the chain. It was off the chain. We got married in Pittsburgh, um, down the on Mount Washington, overlooking the city, and blah, 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 you know, how shit goes. So... But I got divorced in a dusty courthouse in Hillsborough County in Florida. So the lesson that I learned um, in watching these two young people get married is that the foundation had to already be there, right? So they do not have a relationship where he got caught doing some shit and she was doing some shit and she's not good with money and they weren't already functioning as a team because they were. So... Anything aside from that can be fixed. They didn't have all these major issues and barriers. And they have family members that, if they need it, will be there in a pinch. Her dad is retired. Her mom is getting ready to try to retire. And this is just now the legacy continues. This is what they do. Right? My mama did the same thing. When I had my son, she flew down. She was retired. We retired her early. She flew down, helped me take care of my son for the first, like, month or so. You know, and that was that. That's what our family does. And um, I think that if we all sat down and challenged ourselves to really understand what love means, because y'all know I don't believe in unconditional love. I do believe in healthy obsessions with your man. I do believe in healthy obsessions with your woman. I believe that in order for everything else to work, I really can't see anybody else but you. Like in my mind, in my in my eyesight, in my heart, like I really, and that's what makes me faithful, not my astrological sign. I'm faithful because I'm genuinely happy, right? And if I had to go to the left on my man, I'm just going to leave him alone. 
because he's going to kill everybody anyway. I don't care who it is. I, it, listen, I could go in a pond and just fish out one person, and I guarantee you the person that I'm attracted to is somebody that has a history of violence, a history. That doesn't mean they're going to do anything to me. It just means that sometimes like attracts like. And when like doesn't attract like, how do we navigate through a relationship? Because what is the way that you're going to show me that you care about me if you're unable to protect me? I've been with a punk before, like a straight-up punk. Like I'm talking about where a motherfucker just like was online popping crazy shit, saying shit, and I'm like looking at dude like, so you just ain't going to say nothing to him at all. You just six foot five for no motherfucking reason. Okay, all right. And then when I pop off, now I'm crazy. And so those things make me uncomfortable and it makes my pussy dry up, and I don't want to have sex, and now you a punk-ass bitch. Motherfuckers that don't have money to do the shit that they supposed to be doing, that makes my pussy dry. It's very dry because how? How? If I'm at home with the child or if your woman's at home with a kid, how are you not out working two and three different hustles, and I'm doing it, to make sure that everything's okay with you, your kids, your parents, whatever? I'm dry, I don't got nothing for you. We just, we not the same type of individual. And I learned that is that sometimes you can be attracted to someone, but you're just not cut from the same cloth. Like, you might be plaid and I'm leather. Like, so you see how that's not going to really go together? You understand? And I also learned that sometimes, um, sometimes we're so hell-bent on trying to cover up shit or who we are that we start to forget who we are right and so here's here's just one example that I always think of to myself and it, it, it keeps me from fucking with the wrong people all the time if I am dealing with somebody and I know that they broke code or they broke law by dealing with me that means that in a relationship probably 99% to 100% of the time they're going to do literally the same shit to me now Say this person is already, you know, say creeping with me, right? Do I think that that person would do that to me? Absolutely. And not only would that person do that to me, how am I going to deal with it? So if that person, so say I'm dealing with someone and I find out that they were dealing with other women aside from me, can I really be mad at that? Right? Can I really be mad at that? And so I guess the litmus test for me, as far as love is concerned, is the choice. Like, I have to choose to get up and be available to this person every day. I have to choose to get up and love this person every day because maybe they need something that day that I don't. But remember, I told y'all that love and all relationships are prepaid. So whatever you've already poured into me, right, is in a big old jar somewhere, right? And so the one time, because I don't fuck with no needy-ass men. I really don't. Y'all are, y'all are straight. Any dude that I've ever dealt with is pretty much, they needed me for other things. They didn't need me, like, for day-to-day affirmation or for day-to-day anything other than just being myself, right, just being my sparkly self. That's all they needed, right? But in the event that they needed something from me, I was always quick to provide it because they were already providing for me. So it's not to say that the men were doing for me because they knew that they would need one day, but they were doing for me because they knew that, A, I would appreciate it, and, B, that it would just be, you know what I mean? Like, now I owe you. And I'm the exact person 
that you would want indebted to you for something because I'm always going to come through no matter what. So that was one of the lessons that I learned in love is that I think in this new generation, um, karmically, people are starting to bond with each other, meaning I've seen you somewhere before. So I'd rather take the relationship where I felt more attracted and enamored to the person that I felt that I had seen on another plane or in another realm than to be with a person that I'm going to form yet another trauma bond with because they don't know what they want. They don't know what they want from me, and they're too scared to say it. That's that punk shit that I'm talking about. I'm the type of woman you have to tell me straight up because if you don't tell me what shit is, I told y'all before, the marathon will continue. I will sit here like I am the dumbest brick in the fucking box. What do you mean? What do you mean? No, if you love me, you have to say that. If you like me, you have to say that. Not only do you have to say it, you have to show it. And you have to show it every single day. You want to be with me? You show it every single day. You're consistent. So if we consistently meet each other on Saturdays or we consistently call each other on the phone, all these cadences and shit like that, and then you're trying to put claims on me, that doesn't work. Because you don't get to be inconsistent and then want me to be consistent, right? Because that's what we call playing games. And if you're going to play games, y'all already know how I feel about games. I'll just knock the whole board off. I, I won't even play. Ain't no chess, it's checkers, nods. Nah, it's definitely not that. I'm just not going to play with you at all, at all, because I don't have to. So I feel like I started this show with Bag Lady because I feel like I went to Florida with a lot of um, – just old shit that needed to be cleared out and just really hopeful for a wonderful union between two young people. And I actually left seeing that union, seeing the children, and just seeing my impact on everyone there and their impact on me, and then just knowing that as we start to age, right, our definition of love changes, and it has to because if it doesn't change, how are we going to grow? Because if you're not learning, you're dying. If you're not growing, you're dying. Don't be a pussy asshole. Don't be that dude that's out here doing shit and then your people, your your lady didn't even know that she was fucking up. You know, you ain't tell her like, yo, I really don't like this, I don't like that. Because if a motherfucker ever leave me, trust me, I knew it was coming. You could go now. Because I'm going to always choose happiness over everything. I would choose happiness over love if the love was making me sick. So I'm going to leave y'all with an oldie but a goodie. And we'll talk to you guys on church this Sunday because y'all know I was down there with family. So when I'm with family, ain't no church because that is the church.
hugging. And more. More. More what? <laughs> 